Happy Mother's Day. A mother was concerned about her only son going off to college. She wrote the following letter to the college president. Dear sir, my son has been accepted for admission to your college and soon he will be leaving me. I'm writing to ask you, give your personal attention to the selection of his roommate. I want to be sure that his roommate is not the kind of person who uses foul language or tells of color jokes, doesn't smoke or drinks or chase after girls. I hope you will understand why I'm appealing to you directly. You see, this is the first time my son will be away from home except for his three years in the Marine Corps. God bless mothers, huh? <laughs> I wanted to select some readings this morning from Proverbs, chapter 31. In verse 10 it says, A virtuous woman who can find... For her worth is above jewels or rubies in your Bible. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also. And he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord... She shall be praised. I think the world agrees. And we do. That a mother is the house. The home. Take the mother out of the home. You have no home. I want to share with you what a mother does. And most of you mothers, you may know, and you know what she does, but it's good to refresh our memories. I looked at some of her attributes this morning I wanted to share with you. The very first one, they are the teachers of our children. Underline teachers. It is the mother who is the teacher at home. Especially with so many mothers taking the responsibility to teach at home nowadays and they call it home schooling. God bless you for that. And it is Mainly also the mother's decision, what she wants her children to be. Let me make this clear. It is not the church's responsibility to raise the children. 
We've said it before. It is the mother and the father. Church and Sunday school complement and support the parents to bring up godly children. That's what we want them to be. Someone said a godly mother will point her children to God by the force of her example as much as by the power of her words. Remember, the mother is a teacher. Children know, mothers, children know if something is really important to you. For example, if you've been telling them, make good grades that someday you will go to college, they know how important that is to you. And they will never forget that. Through you, mother, they form their choices. And when you think that you're forming the life of a child and the main responsibility relies and on your shoulders, we can say, what a great responsibility you have. Our mothers, I can address the church only. You have a great responsibility and we respect you for that and what you're doing. And may God continue to bless you. This needs your wisdom. And God's direction to plan their future and their destiny. Remember, in the in Second Timothy and chapter 3, Second Timothy and chapter 3, I want to read these two verses, verses 14 and 15. Look where the responsibility is in teaching the children. Paul writing to Timothy about his mother, Eunice. We spoke about that long time ago. He says, you, Timothy, however... Continue in the things you have learned. Where did he learn? I need help this morning. Where did he learn from? Who? Where? At home. From whom? Thank you. You're listening. Okay. It's a test. He learned from his mother. Then we can say the mother is a teacher. From whom you have learned and become convinced of. She has a great influence on him, on them, knowing from whom you have learned these teachings. It is what you teach the child that reflects his personality and affects his future. And it goes, he goes on to say, and from childhood... When did she start teaching her son? From childhood. And I would dare say from babyhood. The moment you hold that beautiful gift of God, your teaching starts. 
Your discipline starts. Your bringing up of this child starts there and then. And you cannot relinquish this responsibility to anyone in the world. It's the mother and the mother only. I understand. And nowadays, because of the responsibilities of mothers working, they have other people helping. But please pay attention to that. And when you're home, make sure your availability to your children comes first. And it's the utmost responsibility you can have. From your childhood, you were exposed to the sacred writings. What was he exposed to? The sacred writings. What are the sacred writings? A certain book written by someone? These are the sacred writings. This is the book of God. This is the word of God. And this is what Eunice taught her child. And let me ask you a question. When Timothy grew up, was he a bad boy? Did he grow up to be um, any any one of these people uh, in, on the streets of uh, the world? No. He grew up to be a man of God. And he became a pastor of a great church. And he continues, this is why Paul was writing him to help him out and direct him in his further responsibilities, pastoring the church of God. This is the responsibility I'm talking about. It is amazing nowadays that some parents put more emphasis on activities outside than bringing the children to church to listen to the word of God. Well, we have a ball game. We have a camping trip. Don't put this above Sunday school and church attendance. Please, I beg of you, because what you feed them they will grow up to be. What you teach them, they will grow up to be. And then, so many people question the fact. Why my children love the world? Why did they drift away from church? And let's not forget, we cannot point fingers, but your responsibility to bring them to God daily and to train them to love the Lord daily is of utmost responsibility. Priority number one. It's not the baseball. It's not the basketball. It's not the trip. It's not the Boy Scouts. Or whatever it is. Let God come first. Teach them that. You have learned, Timothy. Teach them. So they can, they can learn. And remember what the Bible says. Teach up a child. Train up a child. 
in the ways that he should go. That's your, your teaching. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Do you want your dream of having a great daughter? Wonderful children. They be, I want them to be doctors. I want them to have great, great jobs. I want them to have great responsibilities. I want them to be known. Okay, first and foremost, it's instill God in them. You are the teachers, mothers. When I, when I read that and you are. He learned. We go to school to learn. And you are the one responsible. Teach them that their future depends on what you feed them and teach them. They are still tender. And you know what? And you have, as we say, a captive audience. You have a captive audience. Seize the opportunity and give them the word of God. There's a well-known story of a woman who heard Gypsy Smith preach. He was one of the great preachers. She wrote him a letter saying that she was sure that the Lord has called her to preach. I believe the Lord called uh, mothers to raise their children. But she believed that the Lord had called her to preach in the same way he did. The trouble was, she said, she had nine children and couldn't see how she could free herself enough to carry out her calling. Gypsy Smith, a godly man, wrote this letter back. Dear Madam, I'm delighted to hear that the Lord has called you to preach. I'm also pleased to note that he has already provided you with a congregation. You have one, that's your congregation. You have two, that's a greater congregation. You have three, God help you with the congregation. <laughs> you have four, you need help. You are the teacher. Also mothers, my second point, also mothers are godly influence, great influence. You know, all of us, we are responsible with the way we influence people. We are. Mothers, please, be careful about what forms your opinion. That's very important. What forms your opinion? And then be extra careful what you allow your children to learn. We should ask ourselves, what kind of an impact? We should have on our children. Three questions. How are we conducted ourselves before them at home? Two. Are we the example they can pattern their lives after? Three. Do they see Christ in our lives? That goes for fathers too. And you know what? The easiest thing is if we go to the Word of God. 
The Bible sets the standard. And who is your standard? It's not what Dr. So-and-so said. It's not what uh, uh, this uh, woman who teaches said. It's, I don't believe in that. I believe of what the word of God says. This supersedes any other teaching. Period. There is no substitute for a godly mother who applies the God, the Bible teaching at home and everywhere she is. Her decisions and opinions are evaluated by the light of the word of God. Mothers, be on the alert. Please, who are you modeling your life after? Ask yourself this question. This is Mother's Day. And every, I love every mother to be the ideal mother. What the Bible said about them. Above rubies. He couldn't explain what an excellent mother is. What a godly mother is. What are you modeling your life after? A celebrity? A movie star? A popular political figure? God help us nowadays. Please. I'm tired. Up to here. They all need a radical change. Remember, any move you make will influence your children the rest of their lives. Christ should be your only example. And the word of God, your only standard. And with all our hearts, as a church, let's all try to live as Christ did. I read this story and brought tears to my eyes. When Henry Beecher was asked, who influenced you toward Christ? That's the beginning. Was it some college professor? Some great preacher? Or a faithful Sunday school teacher? He said, the memory of my sainted mother is the brightest recollection of my early years. Those who knew Abraham Lincoln... That's the story. And his tender and reverent spirit will no doubt remember where he got his spirit from. It was the rounding up for him of the influences of Christian mother's life and her teachings. Reverend Parson Elkin stood that day at the foot of Lincoln's mother's grave that Sunday afternoon in Indiana. And gave the most sacred message with unusual fluency and fervor. He spoke of the precious Christian woman who had gone with warm praise she deserved. And held her up as an example to true womanhood and motherhood. Reverend Elkin recalled her sweet and patient example. Her consistent efforts to inspire her son Abraham with pure and noble motives. Her simple instructions in the divine truth of the word of God. Her devoted love for him. 
and the motherly offices she had ordered or rendered rather him during all his tender years. His character was planted in this Christian's mother's life. Its roots were fed by the Christian's mother's love. And those that have wondered at the truthfulness and earnestness of Lincoln's mature character have only to remember that the tree was true to the soil from which it sprung. Later on, J. Holland, it's in the book about Lincoln, writes about Lincoln saying, Never, listen to this, drew his infant life from a purer or more womanly bosom than her own. Long after her sensitive heart and weary hands had crumbled into dust and had climbed to life again in the glories of heaven, Abraham whispered to a friend with tears in his eyes, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my ancient mother. What an influence. My last point is mother's love is unconditional. Unconditional. Men, we do not really know the depth of a mother's love and what she does during the day and how much she sacrifices. Mother, mothers are selfless. Do you agree with that? Or should be. Selfless. Sacrificial. Their life is all about others. It's giving. And giving without end. Protective, yes. Her goal is to bring joy and happiness to her husband and children. And brings harmony to the household. Men, do we appreciate these mothers? Let's appreciate them. I read a, a, a woman who wrote this. She's a mother and watched her mother, and she made a, a um, wrote these things about her, and they affected me. I want to share them with you. And she says, looking at mothers after delivery, after delivery, a mother must function happily despite sleep deprivation for the next 18 years per child. <laughs> True. She understands a crying baby's language. Answer phone calls and tend to a toddler while preparing dinner and nursing an infant. 
Cook economical, nutritious meals according to family members' preferences and allergies. It's something to really ponder. Be present in two or more locations at once. She has eyes in the back of her head. Jordan, what you're doing? He'll be back there and look at another one. I, I hear that many times. Possesses inner radar to locate children's misplaced belongings. Hold a degree in medicine and psychology. Bake countless cookies and cupcakes for school classes. Cheer budding athletes in rain or sunshine. Treasure sticky kisses. Keep children's baby teeth in a nightstand drawer and the writer says, don't ask me how. Understand new math. Wear extra strong knee pads for hours spent in prayers. Forgive and request forgiveness over and over and over and over. Love unconditionally, even when it's hard to like. Mother's love is unconditional. We laughed at sleep deprivation, but yes. Do we appreciate the mothers we have? I read this story I will end with. Years ago, a young mother was making her way across the hills of South Wales, carrying her tiny baby in her arms, when she was overtaken by a blinding blizzard. She never reached her destination, and when the blizzard had subsided, her body was found by the searchers beneath a mound of snow. But they discovered that before her death, she had taken off all her outer clothing and wrapped it about her baby. When they unwrapped the child, to their great surprise and joy, they found he was alive and well. She had mounted her body over his and given her life for her child proving the depths of her loving heart to him. When her child grew up, he was told the story. And in memory, in memory of her, was a year later. He went to school, he went to college. In her memory, David Lloyd George, grown to manhood, 
became the prime minister of Great Britain. In our memory, and without a doubt, one of England's greatest statesmen. My mom died for me. I will honor her in my life. Young men, young adults, teenagers, honor your mother as long as she is alive. Obey her. She's your teacher. She's your inspiration. She's the one who loves you to the utmost. And men, all of us, do appreciate our wives. Do we appreciate our mothers? Do we appreciate what they are doing and what they have done for us? Yes, there are times when we remember those who lost their mothers. We remember them. And let's live to honor their life and their death. And those who are still at home, remember. Remember your mother. And as the Bible says, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Let's honor them today. Today is your day. Enjoy it. And have a wonderful Mother's Day. I don't have any more to say except let's bow our heads and ask God to bless us and bless this day in our lives. Father, we are thankful that you have given us life to stand up and honor Mother and remember what she does and remember her responsibilities. You spoke to our hearts. May we never forget to to honor our mothers and live to tell the story that my mother taught me to love God first and serve him and live for him so I might have long days and prosper in my business life. Give us a good day. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.